Ladies and gentlemen, from the beautiful Golden Horseshoe in Disneyland, California, we're proud to present the thrilling Golden Horseshoe Review. Okay, so this is part two of our walk around Hong Kong Disneyland with Louie and Maya. The other land, uh, Tomorrowland, you know, the other one, uh, they've, they've got a few things there. They've got Space Mountain. Heard of it? Tiny no, Space no. Mountain. Tiny. It's so small. Is the ride track the same? Pretty much. It's felt it's similar, but it feels like someone's like a, someone sat on it. Like it's, it's, <laughs> a little squished. It's just very squished. Yeah. Like all of the little drops are very are very teeny. Yeah, you have to understand for this one, Space Mountain is on the ground. It's not. It doesn't feel like it's up in the sky like in Anaheim, where it's up on a second level sort of thing. Yeah. So when you walk into it, there is no going up anything. <laughs> There's actually going down. Wow. So when you go, you walk straight into Space Mountain, and then you go down, like, two ramps to the loading area, which feels so weird. Yeah. You know, for being almost identical to the actual ride, the queue area is nothing like the one in Anaheim. Oh, no. You're not loading onto a spaceship at all. You just... It, it feels like you're in a space museum. Yeah, you're like, like in a planetarium or something. Yeah, you're in a planetarium. Yeah. There's some really... <laughs> cool but very old kind yes. of Jules Verne-esque big light fixtures that, mm-hmm. are, that look like planets that are illuminated which I thought were really gorgeous but other than that there's nothing of note yeah. in the there's no spaceship area. hanging above or anything and it feels like a very small cramped area it's not like quite the reveal when you walk yeah. into the one in, in Anaheim or even the one in Tokyo which is a replica of the one in Anaheim it's not even close it sounds like an intergalactic bus station <laughs> yeah exactly. it, it kind of was that's yeah. exactly what it felt like um, but they had you know they had hyperspace mountain up which I think was actually better than the one that was in Anaheim. Yeah. Hmm. Um, you know, there was there was a lot of things that they just had, I think, newer stuff in there, which was kind of nice. Um, but overall, it was kind of weird because you see the ceiling. <laughs> oh, man. So the lights are just fully on. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> that would be awesome. No, it's just I think it, it feels so low to you. I think that it's less of a large space mountain and it's actually very mm-hmm. small. Um, and maybe it's just that you're actually very a lot closer to the ceiling um, when you when you first start off. Which you're a just, lot closer yeah. to the ceiling, and the hyperspace mountain projections throw yeah, a lot more yeah, light. Yeah, on the on so the they ceiling, just eliminate so. the building yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> Is the lift um, hill the same? Like the same kind of structure to it, where you kind of you know you come out of the station, turn right, it's a, go it's up a little, a little bit, turn right, go up more. Yes, it is. It is that general structure. Okay. However, there were there was like a different tunnel effect, and for the life of me, I can't remember what it actually was. But again, it was a hyperspace mountain thing, but it was a different enclosure on the incline, but the okay. same structure of going up and then turning around. Yes, okay. Orbitron. Orbitron. I love Orbitron so Orbitron much. Orbitron was Orbitron great. was exactly the same. Looked great. Yeah, great you're a little, little you're a little saucers though. Yeah. Instead yeah. of rockets, you're in little. No, that's it. Oh yeah, and how many people do those seat? Oh, they look like they sit about four. four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well that's yeah. a lot of people for those things then, because yeah. in Disneyland it's barely two. barely two. Yeah, yeah. There's a front seat, back seat, right? They're more like a, they're more like Dumbo sized vehicles sort of thing, yeah. so that kind of works in their advantage. And it felt new, like those ride vehicles felt new. Yes, yes, very much so. They felt like pristine, like they just got rolled off yesterday. Yeah, but that thing at night when it's spinning just oh, looks so cool, wonderful, so cool, so many colors. Going back to um, Space Mountain. I think one of my favorite parts of Space Mountain was that we saw Captain Phasma outside. Oh, yeah. Well, I wish oh, cool. I saw that. You saw it. I didn't. That was the best. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And then there's Autopia. 
Except there's Yay. not, because they closed it. <laughs> it's not there anymore, right? It's not there anymore. No, that, that area is now... The, the Jedi new... training. Yeah, there's like a Jedi training thing on one side, and then the other side is where it starts to let off into the new Iron Man Stark Expo Plaza. Right, so this is one of the expansion things they're doing, is they've gotten rid yes. of... They got rid of half of Tomorrowland, they got rid of Autopia and Buzz Lightyear, right? Wait, did they get rid of Buzz Lightyear? That sounds... Yeah, Zip Zap's yeah, gone. I don't remember that. Yeah. And they're putting in an Iron Man simulator, which is like Star Tours, but Iron Man, yeah. which has just opened. Yeah. 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 And yeah. then they're doing something... One or two other things, I guess. I don't know what exactly. Yeah, they're building some other Marvel things back there. Yeah, I think they're building a Marvel area kind of behind that, but... Yeah, Stark Expo wasn't quite open when we got there, which was super disappointing because at night we were walking by and they were super running the ride with a lot of fancy <laughs> people that were going in there. Dignitaries. Uh, yeah, yeah, gosh, all the bloggers. There was a line for bloggers. Could you see the Iron Man facade, the the building? Did it look good? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole area, is, yes, it did. It looked very cool. There's a very cool Iron Man kind of mural that is very... World's Fair, and so it kind of it felt like Stark Expo. It's very cool. Nice. The shop itself is like the Marvel shop that they needed. They need this Marvel shop in every single park. It felt nice. They had good Stark Expo merchandise, which unfortunately, I like that has. I know it was awesome. They have like a Stark Expo hat, a jacket, everything, and it's all cool until you see the (laughs) Iron Man Experience logo Uh, on the back, and it ruins it. I know. I know, I know. It was it was all cool. I like tried on the jacket. I'm like, this is a fine jacket. And then it says, nah. Right. Uh-huh. Copyright so Disney. That sucks. <laughs> was there anything else in Tomorrowland? BB-8 snack cart. BB-8 snack cart? It was the best. Yeah. That's all. That's so wait, all. it's a snack cart yeah. that looks like BB-8? Kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's themed like BB-8. So it's got like the same colors it and stuff. It doesn't, okay. it's not like a giant BB-8. That would no, have been no, incredible. No. But it is round. So it kind of yeah. looks like the base of BB-8. And then it has... Um, some BB-8 kind of themed, not I guess not themed, just the snack containers, containers are themed mm-hmm. like BB-8. Yeah, and the churros that they sell in the area too also come in lightsaber sleeves, which are hilarious <laughs> because the churros are a little bit floppy, so you yeah. have like this floppy churro <laughs> lightsaber, lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. pretty great. Yeah, sounds like there's a lot of good unintentional comedy at Disneyland Hong Kong. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, very much so. Also, since there were hardly any people there. And it was oh a beautiful God. sunny yes. day, and yeah. everything is small and tiny. It's just like charming and relaxing. So there is, there are a lot of moments for un, unintended comedy, yeah. and just a lot of little like, oh, well, that's nice. You have time to kind of take a stroll and enjoy mm-hmm. all these little details because you're not like, we have to get to Space Mountain or yep. we won't write. Like, there's none of that going yeah. on. No one's, no one's rushing anywhere. All lines maxed out at like 10 minutes i don't think i saw anything that was longer than that it was ridiculous it's like going to disney world in like september it was a treat yeah the longest ride that we saw was 30 minutes and it was that drop ride in toys land oh yeah yeah the uh the parachute drop right oh yeah i mean parachute yeah it was like 30 minutes i'm like well that's dumb but like every other e-ticket attraction everything like 10 minutes tops what day of the week were you there a weekday a weekday weekday. one of those um, so that's the whole park, right? That's it. <laughs> yep, that's it. It was great, you guys. Well, again, on opening day, you, that you pretty much described it, but they have added some stuff on the over on the Adventureland side. Yes. Yeah. So before so we she's... get over to that, that is a really small park for an opening day. Like, yep. That is, that is. There's nothing there, basically. Yeah. That's. It's not much. Yeah. 
I worked on the opening day attraction posters for that, and I was lucky enough to have, be sent the park map ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So I had to draw the park in one of the things I was doing. And I was so excited getting this file. I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see what's in this park. And I opened it up, and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh is the only dark ride in the whole yeah. park? Yeah. It blew my mind. Do you think that they left off, like, half the map? that they only? Yeah, it was like I'm file? flipping the page over. It's like, what's, what's going on here? Uh, yeah, yeah the no, second it blew game? my mind. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. You were like, Pressler! Yeah. <laughs> You've done it again. <laughs> so outside of... Outside of the berm, outside the railroad tracks, they have three other lands that they've constructed so far. Um, It's very obvious they're intending to build a few more outside of that as well. Before we move on, does that make the train weird to have it sort of like little in the center of the park when all this stuff's on the outside? Yeah, Yeah. very much so. Yeah, why have a train then? Yeah, as I said, the train station or the train only has two stations as well. Uh-huh. So there's one in Fantasyland and one in Main Street, and that's it. So there's not one in Tomorrowland. There's not one over near Adventureland because that's bordering the lake. Yeah. And then, or, and then it's just, yeah, super not efficient to also, do this. Also, even though the park closes at 8.30, they shut off the train at 6. Oh, yes. <laughs> and that's not all, actually. I sh- we should point this out. Those three on the outside, they close one hour before the park closes and open one hour after the park opens. But they have, and they yeah. have the biggest e-ticket rides. Yes. 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 Like, that makes, that, that makes no sense. It, it is totally stupid. I cannot understand why. I think that when, I think that the, the reasoning is when the park opens, they're trying to avoid a mad dash of everyone just going over into these outside lands. Yeah. So they figure if you have to do something else, then people will go and they'll get engaged and stuck in something yeah. else so that when 10 o'clock rolls around, right. there's not such a big mad dash. I'm a little more cynical. I bet it's just they're just trying to save money in both cases. And, and what they're trying to do, like at Disneyland, what you can do is you can get in line. If they close at midnight, you get in line at 11.59 p.m., and they, you still have to get on the ride. They will still let you ride the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Now, if you start closing the outer parts of the park, you're effectively moving people out of the gate that much Absolutely. sooner. Absolutely. No, so you're, people just you're can't definitely hang around. doing that. They don't want to be open two hours after closing. I know, but even with the addition of all three of these lands and their their respective attractions, they're still not up to the same amount of attractions that Disneyland and Anaheim has. Right. So there's no, kind lame. of no reason to do this. Yeah, it, It's like there's there's plenty of room. I don't understand. There's also people who still want to be over there, but everyone kind of gets pushed out, which is really disappointing because you're like, hey, all those cool things you came here for? That's fine. Go over to check out this other thing that you didn't want to do. And you're like, all right. Yeah. Go ride the carousel for you. Yeah. I just, yeah, whatever. What am I going to do for the next hour? Especially because everything's a five minute wait. What can I possibly do for one additional hour? You can visit the shops. Yeah, I guess so. So, Grizzly Gulch. Grizzly Gulch. So, what is Grizzly Gulch, Louie? What is Grizzly Gulch? No one knows. There's Does no anyone way to know. know? No it's way not know. quite Frontierland. It's a different kind of thing. It's a, well, it is a mining Town? It is a mining town, but it's not related to Big Thunder Mountain. It's not Thunder Mesa. <laughs> There's a different town. It's called Grizzly Gulch, uh-huh. but I can't tell if there are citizens or if it's a ghost town. I can't tell. And were the citizens humans or bears? It's a really good question. Because I'm, looking, bears. At, I'm, well, looking, I'm looking at the icon, and it's a bear with a yes. hat on. No, yeah, let's get into the bear story. To do that, we're going to have to take you into... <laughs> Big Grizzly Mountain. Let's talk which about the is, lore of Grizzly Gulch. Big Grizzly Mountain is 
not really big. It's more like shallow grizzly mountain. Uh-huh. It is the lowest mountain I've ever seen in any Disney park that's called a mountain. So just to be clear, it's a little like Grizzly Peak in DCA, but not nearly a as large. A third of the height. Yeah, it's not even close to that in height. I would didn't you even say, know that was supposed to be a mountain. Would, would you say it's uh, it's it's comparable to the like Seven Dwarves Mine Train mountain? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. 100%. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's a shame they don't have the rocking cars on this, but I guess they can't do the mechanic. Mm. Maya, tell us the story of Big Grizzly Mountain. <laughs> the ride? Yeah. Oh, my God. So, wait. It's called, like, Big Grizzly Mountain Runaway Mine cars. cars. That's the full name. Big Grizzly Mountain Runaway Mine Cars. Yes. I can't believe it. Say that ten times fast. Yeah. So, you're in a mine car yep. going to the mine. Yep. But then some bears come along and they're <laughs> hungry. Yeah. And then they discover some fish on a line. Yeah, which is inside the mountain for some reason. Because the miners are drying their fish in the mine. Uh, obviously. So, your train's just going along and then the baby bear is reaching for something and leaning on the... The dining Dynamite. The dynamite, and then <laughs> triggers the dynamite, and then there's a big explosion. And then you blast out of there. You blast out of there, and then you go up a mountain, but then, oh no, the rope snaps, and then <laughs> yeah. the car goes backwards, and then you do the entire ride backwards. Yeah, it's, yeah, yep. And then yep. the bear get the fish at the end of the ride. Yeah, that's what I think. So how do the bears look? <laughs> I'd say the bears look totally fine. Uh, the first one you see is when they do like a, a fake track switch on you, where it's kind of rubbing its butt up against the track <laughs> switch. And I just, that's like uh, a weird gag to throw at you first thing. That is. Um, yeah, so, so you see that. Yeah, it's weird. The bears look sort of like country bear jamboree bears or like. Yeah, yeah they're a little silly. Yeah, they're, yeah, no, they're a little silly, but they're not quite as silly as country bear jamboree. Okay. I just, right. I kind of yeah. wish that they were just vicious and terrifying now. Just these just yeah. bloodthirsty yeah, roaring. Yeah, but they weren't. Yeah, no. They and wearing hats. It's Sorry. just like, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mama bear and a baby bear just causing mischief. Yeah. As Maya said, it goes backwards. So it has a similar kind of gimmick effect as Expedition Everest. Yeah. It's, it's very different from Expedition Everest because Everest is very tall. Yeah. And, you know, you get all the way up there and you go backwards. It's a big drop. Yeah. You're going for a while and you're going Fast. Yeah, Everest does not mess around. It's, With this... It's just a nice ride. It's just very pleasant. And then at some point it goes backwards. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty slow going. I would say it's kind of like Mine Train in that it's a little just like a little weaving. But even Mine Train has a bigger drop than yeah. this one does. You yeah. really have to be in the last car for it to be thrilling at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's really more... It's more like a dark so is, ride. Is this a good attraction? I enjoyed it, but... But we enjoyed it at night. Yes. Night train is the best. Yes. <laughs> at night, it's a million times better because you can't quite see all of the things and it's a lot darker out and stuff. So it feels a, a little more moody when that is going on. Mm-hmm. During the day, it's just... Is yeah. it themed well? I mean, is it is the rock work cool? Or... Oh, yeah, I'd say so. The rock work is cool and everything and all of that stuff is fine. The part that's not okay to me is in the station itself it feels huge in there it felt way too big and all like it was all brown everything was exactly the same shade of brown the same wood paneling across the entire shed thing that you're in it was very big for like what would presumably be like the roundhouse for the train Mm -hmm. it felt like a fancy train station but for a mine yeah for a mine yeah it didn't make any sense so we rode it what nine times 
Yeah, I think I think we wrote it like seven or nine <laughs> times or something like that. We wrote it quite a bit because that was, you know, besides Space Mountain, the only roller coaster in the park. <laughs> yeah. And it's a so, slow roller coaster. Now, I'm curious, the, these three little lands that are over on the left side of the park, do they feel like lands in any way or do they just feel like a ride with like a building next to it? I would I would say they kind of feel like Critter Country. They feel uh-huh. like lands. They feel like lands because while they have other stuff outside of the attraction, you can tell that they were like... We want to build this one attraction, but what if we just like put like one or two other things, like let's put a restaurant in there, fine, fine, fine. But like, we really just want to build this attraction. And I'm going to be honest with you because you asked, that is totally fine by me. I would love 100 themed lands in Anaheim and (laughs) each land was as dense as it should be for that attraction. That would be great. Because mm-hmm. in in Tokyo, they have a critter country, and they have a Splash Mountain. And their yeah. Splash Mountain's awesome. And they have Grandma Sarah's Kitchen, which yeah. is a two-story, awesome, fully immersive restaurant that is bordering it, and it feels great. And that's all that's in critter country. Yeah, it's and nice, I'm too. And I'm fine with that. I am yeah. fine with that. If it means that we get these exemplary attractions that would otherwise feel a little weird in another area, like if they put that ride in Adventureland... I, it would be dumb. They'd have to retheme it. They'd have to retheme it. It'd have to be a different make thing. Sense. However, one issue with having these three lands over here is the extreme smash cuts between oh, the different yeah. themes. I like bet. You can put one foot in Grizzly Gulch and one foot in whatever the in other Mystic one is. Point. In yeah. Mystic Point, there's no transition yeah, whatsoever. There's no transition. Mystic Point, because it's kind of stuck in the middle, doesn't have an entrance from Adventureland or Fantasyland like mm. the other two do. So Toy Story Land is right next to Fantasyland, so you can walk right between those two, and Adventureland and Grizzly Gulch are right next to each other, so you can walk between those two. But to get to Mystic Point, you have to walk through either Toy Story Land or Grizzly Gulch. And... You know, while Grizzly Gulch, you can swallow that one a little bit. With Toy Story Land, absolutely not. Toy Story Land, but up against, like, the very fancy Mystic Point stuff, is, like, the worst clash of a Disney Park thing I've ever seen. Yeah, Yeah, It is miserable. It seems avoidable. Like, if they even just put, like, 30 feet of just a little pathway that wasn't themed to ease you from one theme to another, it would would be so much better. But there's literally just a gate that's open, and (laughs) you can stand in the gate, and you can see Mystic Manor, and you can see all of the Toy Story stuff. Yeah. It's so weird. So tell us about Toy Story Land, and then take us to Mystic Point. Sure, sure. So Toy Story Land has the hit attraction, RC Racer! I love RC Racer. Is that fun? person I think yeah. that loves RC, RC Racer. RC Racer is also in Paris. Yes. Um, and that's where Maya got to experience it because here it was closed. Such oh, a bummer. No. So what else is there besides RC Racer in Toy Story Land? The uppy-downy one. Yeah, there's the there's <laughs> Parachute Drop, which is a parachute drop. It's just like jumping jellyfish. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. like, but but for this park, that's a thrill ride. Yeah. Okay, Jumpin' Jellyfish is a terrible ride, by yes, the way. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, yeah, it's amazing. It's really this, bad. This looks better than that, but it's just it's the same ride. But like when all the teens go to the park at night, oh, yeah. this is the ride. Oh, this is the ride they go to, which is amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then, there's, and then there's the Slinky Dog Spin, which we didn't go on. Because it seemed like we didn't need to. Yeah. It seems like a scuttle scooters in Tokyo sort of thing. Like, yeah, I don't know, you're just going around in a circle. I think it's in a car. It's more fun to just watch it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, other than that, everything's just basic Toy Story or Bugs Land scenario. Everything's jumbo. You got those popsicle benches and oh, you know, whatever. Those were great. The the Lego trash yeah. cans. Yeah, Lego trash cans. I thought the theming was fantastic, just the use of 
toys as building materials and yeah. like giant twinkle lights and Andy's plane that is actual yeah. plane sized. I'll tell you what's weird. It's pretty good. What's strange to me though is I feel I feel like I'm using the word weird and strange a lot in this in this episode. <laughs> when you see a a huge Woody while you <laughs> oh well. That's power right there. He walked into Toy Story Land from Fantasyland. Woody is like, I don't know, 20 feet tall. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And, and like with the scale of the rest of the land, fine. You're not even supposed to be toy size. You are like army man size. You are You're like ant real size. small. If you go over to go meet Woody, he's going to be not even close to that height. I just don't understand the, the scale. Watching yeah. parents trying to take pictures of their kids with 20 foot... <laughs> Oh, oh my god! Really hilarious. hilarious. They have to like you just see them constantly like backing up and backing like, up and backing inching up, inching down and yeah. trying to get up this. Yeah, it's crazy. Before we go, uh, is it a, a direct copy of the one in Paris, or is it does it have differences? Yep. Direct. Okay. The line is different. Do you remember that the line was just like so long to get on RC Racer? You like wandered through like a toy forest in order to get there. I was there before they had built it. Oh. Like when I was there, that, that, that was when that was when their second park was a real shit show. And they had nothing except for Crush's Coaster and Tower of Terror. Got it. So, Mystic Point. Yeah, Mystic Point. Yeah, I hear there's a, I hear there's a pretty good ride there. Yeah, okay, what all I right, hear. okay. I've been told, I've heard tales. Before I get in depth here, this is my jam. This is my favorite thing. Yeah. I love this so much. I can't get enough of this. While I was here, I went on it five times, wait, four times the first day. And then the second day, we weren't even planning to be at the park. I went by myself into the park, rode it three more times. boy. It was, yeah, this this attraction, you guys, Mystic Manor, it's the best. Yeah. I love everything. Best attraction best, ever? Best of all. All right. Everything. Of any park of in any the park world. Of any park in the world that I've been to. So minus Paris, which could change my mind, I don't this think it is will. it. <laughs> From what I've heard about Mystic Manor, it's like, it is top of the heat. It is amazing. I mean, if you have, if any of you like listening or you guys you know ever experienced you know tower of terror in disney sea it's it is distinctly different in style in tone but while i appreciate of course all of the work that went into tower of terror in tokyo it is the same exact ride system that we're yeah. already familiar with right so it's not wholly new where mystic manor feels like the culmination of everything that's ever been worked on in Imagineering. Yeah. They're like, they've, they've, you know, they've got all this tiki stuff and they've got that in their culture. They've got Haunted Mansion in there. They've got Sea and all of these individual things. They're like, oh, what if we made this awesome, wondrous house that all this stuff lived in? Yeah. And they did. And it's awesome. Everything works out so well. So I don't really want any spoilers so much, but describe like yeah. what the the ride, you can describe the ride system. I'll just explain like kind of when you, all the way, everything up until you board. You're outside the house and there's kind of two pathways that kind of lead up to the front door of the house. Not dissimilar to any of the haunted mansions. They all kind of have a front door, but you never go in the front door. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and But on this one, they have like this wonderful little detail, which I love so much where they have this little plaque on the gate there that leads up to there, and they're like, oh, excuse me, this is a private residence. If you're looking for the tour, it's over that way. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, oh, that's, that's awesome. Stuff. It yep. makes it so good. And it makes it such a reasonable thing for you to experience. So if you've ever been to the Winchester Mystery House uh -huh. or anything in California, <laughs> it is very reminiscent of that. You're definitely on like this home tour of somebody else's house. And 
you know, you walk in the side, which is very similar to all the haunted mansions, but that's where the similarities end. Um, you walk in there and you're kind of in this, what looks like the basement or some addition that is definitely not part of the original house. Um, the theming in there is a little bit more industrial than the rest of the house because the house itself is very ornate. Um, and it's kind of set up like a museum exhibit. You're walking through the queue and you're learning about the artifacts that they have and you're seeing some drawings that they have of themselves and, you know, others like Harrison Hightower and <laughs> mm -hmm. other people in C, um, which is very cool. If you've seen or follow any of that stuff that's going on with, you know, Barnabas Bullion and uh, Harrison Hightower those characters that show up in other, you know, attractions in Disney parks then find themselves back here as well. So there's a portrait of all of the people in C, which is really cool. Love that. Adjacent to that, there's like a portrait of Danny Elfman because he's the maestro of, <laughs> of you know, the, it's mm -hmm. just everything is so well um, curated in there. Yeah. Um, and I guess one more thing about the Haunted Mansion similarity is you do go in what is similar to a stretching room sort of thing, but there's nothing spooky about it. It's just like a little projection room. Um, so uh, Lord Henry Mystic comes out and he tells you about, you know, his house and welcome and all that jazz and what you're about to see. And you're effectively going on a tour of all the artifacts that he has collected, kind of like uh, Harrison Hightower and the ride vehicles. They're so cool. If you've ever been on like Pooh's Honey Hunt, it's like that. They're trackless mm -hmm. ride vehicles. That's the one in Tokyo specifically, not yes, the one in yes. Anaheim also, or Florida. Also, Maya, they're the same as the ones that are in uh, Paris as well, right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Ratatouille. Yeah, Ratatouille. Yeah, um, yeah they, they're the same sort of thing. They use a local positioning system like over Wi-Fi to move these things around. And uh, that's really cool. Um they, they send, like, batches of four in at a time, and they all kind of have a slightly different experience, but it's mostly the same. You kind of travel together and dance around each other and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, the, the key for this entire attraction is that there's a mystical music box that we're not supposed to open or touch or anything, and <laughs> Lord Henry Mystic's fun-loving little pet monkey, <laughs> Albert, uh, decides that he's going to touch it, and it opens up in all sorts of havoc reeks around the house so everything yep. is great it's totally the tour gone wrong scenario which yep. i think a lot of people will be very familiar with but i love it so much yeah and that's that's also that that great vertical that imagineering is so good at uh with yeah. the yep. the sort of maniac who owns a thing and he is untrustworthy and for some reason you're trusting him today and everything goes yep. bad I, I just really like that like the, the explorers yep. club fell into that you and know, uh, it's here. such a it's such a trope, but it yeah. works. It's every so time. good. It's so good. It's it's so, so exciting. Really good effects. Very much so. There was there was uh, one particular effect with like some lasers that I was like, whoa! Hmm. I don't know how this is happening, but I love it, and I had to write it those six other times to figure it out, and I'm really glad I did. Um, I the ride is pretty it. much the same each time, or just a, just a little different. Yeah, it's it's pretty much the same each time. It really varies um, by which order of the car you're in. Um, the first car, number one, you're going to get, I think, the ideal experience um, with you know the finale. You get the finale for longer because you're waiting for the other cars to catch up. Sure. Mm. So you get like a you get like a, basically an extra thirty seconds in there, which I think is super valuable. So if you're going. Car one. That's the one. Okay. Which okay. car gets you the most wet? 
<laughs> well, I, I don't want to spoil it, but yes, you do get a little wet. Sweet. In there too. Um, <laughs> Can't yeah, wait. Uh, but yeah, pretty pretty mild. Um, I think you get the same amount of. Well, hold so on. Maya, how do you rate this attraction? You don't rate it as highly. I know that. I don't, um, because I like more of the thrilling attractions. Yeah. However, I thought that the theming was fantastic. The exterior is inspired off the Bradbury Building, the Bradbury mm-hmm. Mansion in LA, yeah. and they did a fantastic job. A lot of oversaturated, nice, rich kind of gem colors, and the the house itself just looks fantastic. A little quirky, but really, really beautiful. A lot of forced perspective. It's on a little hill. It's just it looks great. And then the surrounding area is themed really nicely. It butts up against the um river yeah the rivers of jungle cruise yeah i don't know what to call them yeah the the jungle cruise rivers um so they've built like a little port for all of um mr mystics uh Uh, lord mystic excuse me (laughs) uh, lord mystics imports to come through and then i kind of uh strewn about the area are a bunch of like oversized uh, imports that wouldn't fit inside the house. Right. So just the overall experience in that little land area is really nice. The ride is a delight and it seems like it felt like a lot of um, kind of classic Disney Imagineering highlights uh-huh. that were just really, really fine-tuned elements that we've seen before, but just showcased in, in a different way. So uh-huh. it's, it's a really, really lovely ride. That's yeah, so one good. one part of it that I think will be a really good example of this is in the ride, at some point you encounter what is a very familiar image to people who have visited the Haunted Mansion. It's the Medusa mm-hmm. changing portrait. And yeah. um, I won't say anything about it other than it's a different effect. But it's the same sort of thing. And so mm-hmm. when you see it, any Disney fan is like, yeah. And then <laughs> everyone else is like, cool, that looks neat. Um, so it's 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 really good as a as a Disney guest in other parks to experience this attraction because you know all the stuff. Yeah. And going into this, you get to see it, but totally different. And it's it's just a delight. The this is time. definitely an attraction that was built for Disney guests. Yes. Yeah. That's 100%. awesome. Because there's yes. so many deep cuts and like special moments in here that, yeah. that people who know know the history of them are just going to love yeah there's been a there's been a lot of noise recently about bringing this over to california adventure to kind of tuck it back in the back corner of the park where uh goofy sky school currently is and i think i think that that's a really good idea It, it seems like it fits thematically the size of that area fits really well that ride as it stands sucks so i really hope that i hope that comes true yeah, I, I I know that we talked about this a lot, Alex. And, you know, I did a lot of measurements, and it looks like it's about the same attraction. That's in, I mean, it can fit there. Yeah. The one thing I do want to I do want to finish on for Mystic Point is adjacent to the house is also the Explorers Restaurant. Explorer uh, restaurant. What was it called? Oh, uh, shut up. No, yeah, it's not. I know. I'm serious. It's not. It's not the Explorers Club, um, but it's 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 basically the Explorers Club. Yeah. It's it's kind of incredible. It's all of the other artifacts that aren't in this house or aren't out on the you know on display near the station. Um, there's like all these other themed rooms. So there's four themed rooms on the inside of different uh, areas of the world where he's collected artifacts, and then four different cuisines uh, inside as well. Oh, that's cool. Which is yeah. super super cool. I, yeah. I don't think I would ever leave that this part of the park. To be honest, I would just no move same. Yeah, I would never. I am, I'm never I'm going happy home. To, it's so. It's definitely the smallest area of the park, That's but fine. it's the one that I am like, oh, I feel just fine being yeah. only here forever. Yeah. 
I, I really wish you guys could have seen the Explorers Club. That it's just I I know Greg did, but like, oh my god. <laughs> yes. Okay. Just for listeners' benefit, Explorers Club was a club at Pleasure Island in Orlando at uh, Walt Disney World. You can describe it, Alex. It was the it was like the only thing in Pleasure Island that really fit with the theme of Pleasure Island, which is this place where this you know crazy rich person did all this stuff and built this you know a uh, uh, a place to house all of his his uh, his wonders and things. Uh, or or to bring his friends in who had all their wonders and things, but it was a it was a restaurant. No, no, a bar, just a bar, that uh, was divided into several different rooms, each of which had its own sort of theme and activity. And then the club members were also there. And so this is what a lot of people didn't like, but I really enjoy is that there are a lot of actors in the bar that play with you, you know. And if that sort of thing is up your alley, this place is like the greatest place in the whole world. And if it's not, you should avoid it like the plague. Um, I don't think that that's the reason that it closed. You know, I, I think that Pleasure Island was just screwed from the get-go, and they just had to basically rethink the whole thing and turn it into Disney Springs at some point. But, like, it was incredible to be in there because it was, like, puppet shows and crazy vaudevillian stunts and, like, uh, animatronics on the wall, and you could drink during all of this, which makes all of these things infinitely better. <laughs> and it was just an incredible place. That was themed from the the from the basement to the rafters with wonders and artifacts and cool things. Right. It was just and the place insane. has kind of a cult following now, and yeah. so they've recreated it in spirit, I guess, in Hong Kong. Even yes. it's, it's very different, but the same yes. same idea. And I guess yeah, they definitely they definitely been riding on the sea stuff, which is really great. Um, it's it's I think that the more that storyline expands, the better it gets. I really hope that it expands to the Anaheim parks more and to um, the Florida parks as well. Because I think in Florida, they only have the Big Thunder Mountain tie-in, which is very small. Yeah. But I'd love to see it happen in Anaheim because I think people will go bananas over that general idea. Wait, what's what's the name of the society, Louie? Or- society of Explorers and Adventurers. Yep. C. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, I got it. Okay. Got it. Yes. And then so Harrison Hightower in Tokyo and so all these... Lord Fictional Henry rich mistaken. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it's also, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Jock Lindsay is also yep. supposedly a part of it. Mary Rose oh, Pleasure, yeah. I'm sure. So, yeah. so there's, and there's actually, uh, I forget her name, um, but there's also uh, a captain that is a part of it as well. And she's on the Disney cruise, oh. um, which is kind of cool. So they've, they've expanded this into other areas. It's just that Anaheim has been conspicuously left out. Oh my God. Imagine if they took one of the cruise lines and did the entire boat. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Dream time. Yeah. So uh, yeah. before we move on from the Explorers Club, I have heard that once a year in Florida, the cast gets together. And they have a thing where they do the show at a place. Oh, and it's like that's a, awesome. It's like a, it's like a, it's a benefit. How Bowers just told me about this. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Really? You know? So like some year, I think we have to go do that because like, I guess they're all still there and they still really like the show and they still perform it. Well, hey, you find out when it is and yeah. we'll, we'll go do it. It sounds fun. All right. So that was the highlight of the park. Uh, what else is there to talk about? How was the food? Ooh, um, fine. I don't remember anything being totally stand out in Hong Kong. I will tell you one thing that was kind of nuts for me, but walking around Adventureland was, there was a very pungent smell. (laughs) Oh my God. So Louie hates 
fish. I can't stand it. And one it. of the primary snacks there is a, is a squid, is like a roasted barbecued squid, which is very pungent. And so we'd walk into an adventure land and we would just go, ooh. Yeah. I think I almost vomited 12 times. It is, it's a really strong smell and it carries throughout the entirety of the land. Um, which is really rough. I would have a problem so, with that as yeah, well. It was a little much. I think all all of the food was fine. There's no Dole Whip. Um, they have churros. I don't remember any. T- oh, they had uh, chicken legs, but not turkey legs. Yeah, they had strawberry popcorn. Do they have emu legs though? No. No. They had strawberry. <laughs> they they had just, uh, strawberry popcorn and caramel and caramel popcorn. popcorn. Um, That's it though. They don't have butter popcorn. That's like a super American thing. Turns out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a single day park. But, I mean, I'll be honest with you, if I lived in Hong Kong, this would be delightful. I would, you know, this would, mm-hmm. I would be a happy person. Going to this park felt like going on a Disney vacation from the other parks. Yes. Yeah, no, that's a very good way of putting it. <laughs> because we were in... That's interesting. The, we were in Shanghai Disneyland and Hong Kong Disneyland within 24 hours. Yes. The next day, after <laughs> being in Shanghai Disneyland, we were in Hong Kong Disneyland Park. Yeah. The next day. Yeah. Um, and it just, it felt, it felt really relaxing. Yeah. So they have room for a second gate and it doesn't sound like they have a huge capacity problem. So are they going to build a second gate? I think, again, I think they're being strategic. I think that Hong Kong for Disney is a long play. Mm. Just the entire idea that they're building these lands outside the railroad tracks is so fascinating mm-hmm. to me. It's like, you can tell that yeah, they're there. It's like the first time that we've ever, like as Disney fans, seen expansion pads so clearly defined and then actually mm-hmm. used. I mean, if this was the yeah. case in Epcot, you know, we'd be all, you know, throwing parties. I For mean, this sure. is insane. This is exactly the, the Epcot layout, except the the train track is the path around the, the, the right. lagoon. Yeah. You know, because that and that's the way Epcot's laid out. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool to see all of these just fit into place. I mean... I, I don't imagine they have all these concepts nailed down already, but you definitely see all these spaces and they're like, all right, well, what do you want to put over here? Does it fit? All right, let's do it. And I think when all of that's filled up, all of that stuff, they're going to have a decent sized park, even though all of the stuff on the inside of the rail tracks is maybe just few, all the stuff on the outside will make yeah. it feel very nice. And everything will be spaced out and everything and nothing will feel too crammed, which is maybe what they're trying to avoid because they've seen Anaheim. They know exactly how this park layout works. And if they're going to build that main street with that castle and this like space, they know that it's going to get super crowded. So maybe they're going to go a different route, build all these outside lands and then, you know, Mm -hmm. force people out through the same way and then worry about the second gate. But I think it's going to be a while away. One interesting design thing, I uh, worked for Tom Morris, who was the lead creative guy in Hong Kong, and he told me at the time that they had designed three different train layouts, uh, each one with a greater diameter so the train could grow as the park grows. It sounds like they threw that idea out the window and kept the train exactly (laughs) the same. It's I don't know puzzling. if that was for cost yeah. reasons or what, but that sounds like that did not happen. Yeah, rebuilding the train three times sounds terrible. <laughs> you know, looking at the map, I I think that it's still possible. I think that if they wanted to, um, they could expand the train out on the outside of Grizzly Gulch and build a train station back there. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. looking at like this map, mm-hmm. and there's like a pathway leading to nowhere on the backside of Grizzly yeah. Gulch, and they could absolutely 100% build a train station back there. I walked 
down that path. <laughs> Where did it go? Nowhere. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Stark Expo and Iron Man Experience opens January 11th. Yeah. So very yet. shortly, very we will get to hear how that affects park attendance and how that's received. Yeah, I'm very curious. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if anyone shows up for that. Well, because there's nothing else in this park that the typical Iron Man fan would want to go to. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's, besides Hyperspace Mountain, there's no Star Wars in the park. Besides, sorry, BB, uh-huh. it's that card. But, and then, and then, <laughs> but, and then besides, you know, the Iron Man Expanse that just opened up, there's none of that either. And it's not like they have a second park to dump all that stuff into. They don't. So right. for, for this park, for this resort, they have to build it in here. Second park and will be Star Wars what, Park. What? That's just what I was about to <laughs> yeah, say. It's, it's like I that mean, that they're gonna get the Star Wars Park. <laughs> the Studios Park idea is dead. They're not gonna build yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah. I mean I, I And if there's no Star Wars there, it just seems like they have to go somewhere. It seems like an awkward fit with Hong Kong Disneyland as it exists yeah. today. Or you guys, you know what would be perfect over there? Eastcott. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's an idea that I'm sure they, they're ready to dive into again. <laughs> yeah, it's building, building more, more Epcot. Epcot. <laughs>